Hello and welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking Under Pressure. I'm James King, the Bankers Europe editor, and I'm joined today by Martin Flick, Chief Executive of Olive Communications, a managed cloud communications provider, to discuss the UK's digital banking landscape during the COVID-19 pandemic. Martin, thanks for being here today. Thank you, James. Now, Olive has recently published some really fascinating research uh, on the UK's digital banking market against the backdrop of the current health crisis. Um, What were the kind of the key conclusions from that research? I think for me, uh, what the research has concluded is that I think banks are facing a challenging time already. There's a huge wave of internationalization, digitalization taking place in society. Banks are faced with a a huge requirement to meet the needs of a a very varied demographic from Gen Z right through to uh, uh, to the the elderly elderly population. And I think what the COVID-19 lockdown uh, and restriction scenario has done is it's really exacerbated the gap between the services that banks are providing to their customers and the needs of those and the needs and wants of those consumers. And so some of the research was really detailing some of the, I guess, the pitfalls or the shortfalls that are, that are present in banks' sort of digital offerings to, to their customers. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, absolutely right. And I think if you look at what some of the challenger banks are doing, and, and, and one, of, one of the conclusions I've drawn is that if banks don't really get their act together, they could fall foul of the same symptom that black taxi drivers felt from the onset of Uber which is that app developers in Silicon Valley will come up with solutions to problems that the banking customers need faster than the banks can meet them themselves. And that will assault their customer base, especially right. in the case of Gen Z. Right. Well, this is interesting because if you, you're talking to any banker in recent years, you, you, you often hear that uh, some of the bigger banks are investing a lot of money and a lot of uh, effort into increasing and improving their digital capabilities in terms of products and services. Um, and this has been the big story. So why do you think there is that sort of disconnect between what the banks are saying they're doing and what the consumers or customers are experiencing? I think pace to deploy would be my answer to that. If you look at what happened with COVID, um, banks were in a situation where they were caught on the hop to some extent, and that's unfortunate, and it's outside of everybody's control. We've all suffered as a result of what's happened in the the world as a result of the the health issue. But ultimately, what you've seen is um, some banks had offshored call centres to parts of the world that can't immediately flip to remote working. So that offshore call centre shuts down. No one's there to take calls. Can they quickly unravel that back into a UK-based homeworking, remote-centric solution? Uh, evidently not, actually. And that led to people not being able to talk to their banks in the way they would like to o- over the telephone. Uh, we've seen examples of not particularly intelligent telephony where homeworking bank workers are ringing customers and having to withhold their CLI or suppress their number. Now, that calls into question the identity of the caller when you're ringing saying hi i'm ringing from your bank can we talk about your banking relationship when all of a sudden the consumer is doing a reverse id and verification on the bank well who are you i don't recognize your number for example um so i think banks were caught on the hop as a result of that and it may be that they've got a long-term roadmap for digitalization but speed of execution pace of change needs to happen more quickly and covid really kind of put that in the spotlight 
Right. Okay. So, so as you say, pace to deploy was was the primary issue here, and potentially in the coming years we might see some improvements as some of those roadmaps or some of those plans come to fruition. But, but looking further ahead here, you mentioned a really interesting point around sort of the um, the opportunities here for challenger banks and for fintech groups and so on. Do you see this as being quite an interesting inflection point for the banking market as these players? Uh, look to disrupt and look to gain market share in terms of particularly the UK's uh, banking scene? Uh, absolutely, I see that. I think if you've got millions and millions of customers across a broad, a broad demographic and you've got a brand and a reputation that say, has stayed in a family for years and years and years, uh, it's easy to be complacent to some extent. If you're a challenger bank that is a group of smart guys sitting in a room developing an app, uh, thinking about what's going to resonate with consumers, it's an easier... Um, route and roadmap to develop ideas and functionality that will resonate more quickly. Uh, so there's a challenge there, but that doesn't mean it's impossible for large institutions to do that. Um, and I think that's really where they need to rethink their strategy, which is to, to put customers and staff at the heart of their strategy. We work with one bank in particular, uh, a building society, in fact, and what they've done is created a very, very impressive innovation and technology center. Um, and their suppliers are invited to that center their customers are invited to that center and their staff are invited to that center so they can get the needs of, you know, 75, 80 year old Betty that actually wants to go to her local branch in her village every week because it's a social interaction that she enjoys. It's part of her routine on her way to pick up a read, you know, a, a, a magazines. And at the opposite end of the spectrum, Generation Z who want 24, 7, 365 instant gratification. Not only do I not want to carry cash, I don't want to carry a wallet. I want to carry my phone and have a digital wallet. And I've got no idea of the concept of what a bank holiday is. Uh, I want 24, 7, 365. <laughs> and right. I think to putting customers and staff at the heart of that thinking and that strategic thinking uh, and using technology as an enabler to meet the needs of customers rather than the other way around is where the uh, smart banking will come from. Okay. Well, Martin, thank you for your time today. It's really interesting and we'll keep an eye out for further research from Olive. Thanks again. No, you're really welcome. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.